0: Well, praise God. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 4 today. I've entitled this chapter, Try the Spirits. And so what the Apostle John is doing now, he's taking us through uh, three great truths concerning uh, our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, that God is life. Number two, that He is light. And number three, that He is love. And in the last chapter, John began to set the distinction between those who say they love God and those who actually do. And so in this chapter, chapter four, actually what John is doing is he's uh, placing another layer upon what he has previously written. And he's going to be talking about things that are... um, need to be revealed and how that we can test and know truly who those are who really love God and who those are that are masquerading as believers. So um, and also we know that these letters originally were not written into or by chapter and verse. But the reason for the division of the books was that so we could study them and get to know them and, of course, memorize Scripture, uh, which I think is very, very important. And so here we are in chapter four. Now, where uh, the Apostle John has began to place another layer upon that which he has already uh, written in his letter, that which he has already extolled uh, to us. So we're going to begin in 1 John chapter four. And we're going to begin with verse one. Notice uh, John writes and he says this. Well, before we start, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we're leaning upon you in this day and in this hour. And we're leaning upon the Holy Spirit, the one uh, Lord that you have given to us, the one who leads us and guides us into all truth. And so, Father, in these latter days, we need the witness of the Holy Spirit. We need to be guided by the truth. And we know, Father, that the truth is in your word, Lord. So uh, we consecrate ourselves to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Now, feed us, Lord. Give us wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. And, Lord, we'll give you all the praise and honor and glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, praise God. All right. Verse one, first John, chapter four. Notice John writes and he says "As beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There is a delusion. There is a deception in this world today, and it has grown exponentially over the last decade or so. And this delusion, this spirit of delusion now is leading many away that who once at one time walked in the truth, but they're not they're not walking in the truth any longer. And I'm talking about those that are within the church and also those that are without the church. So it becomes very important for us to know by the spirits and to try to the spirits to know whether they are of God or not. Now, uh, you and I, we know the difference between light and dark. I mean, we know that every time we go into a darkened room and turn the light on, we can tell the difference. But oftentimes there is a very gray area that if uh, if the devil can get us to believe that that gray area is actually the light when it is more Uh, directed towards the darkness uh, we can be deceived you know if we see something that is evident and we see it with a uh, and by yielding to a spirit of delusion we can look at that as the truth but actually it's the opposite of the truth and so uh, John tells us we are to try the spirits well Notice something that Paul says here concerning this very thing. Notice he says, this is in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now, the Holy Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, delusionary spirits, spirits who who delude the truth, and doctrines of devils, teaching devils, devils that are teaching things that are not the word of God and we see that today with the radical sexual theology that's invading our churches actually that that theology is destroying churches there are churches where God has already taken his lamp stand out there the the light no more shines in those churches they have given themselves over to uh, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils now Notice what else Paul says, speaking lies in hypocrisy. In other words, these people, they say one thing and then they say another. They're hypocrites. They stand for one thing, but they're actually, uh, they they lean towards something else. We see this in the news media today. Uh, Do as I say, but don't do as I do. That's a hypocrite. And... uh, this is And something else that Paul wrote to Timothy, this is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, listen to this. Know this also, that in the last days perilous, dangerous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, without self-control, brutal, savage Not lovers of what is good, traitors, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Notice that. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. We're talking about religious people. And we're talking about, or Paul is talking about religious people that that are in the church, Having a form of godliness, but denying its power have. Notice what Paul says to Timothy, have nothing to do with them. In other words, from such turn away. So how are, how are we going to know who these people are? Well, we've already examined two and we're getting ready. Well, we've examined one and we're getting ready to examine another. The number one is to try the spirit. Observe. The fruit. That's the second one. Observe the fruit and try the spirit to see whether they are of God. Well, how are you going to try the spirit? You do it with truth. Amen. If somebody gets up and they start teaching or they start preaching something that, uh, you know, it's not the truth. See, and this is why you've got to know the truth and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Free from what? Free from deception, free from delusion. Free from accepting something to be true when it's actually false. That's the whole idea behind false prophets, trying to get you to follow them and to get you and I to believe something that is true when actually it is false. That's why we have to know the word, especially in these last days. So we observe their fruit and we try the spirit. How do we try the spirit with with truth? Amen. With truth, they're going to stumble somewhere along the line. You're going to see them for whom or who they really are. And remember now what Jesus said to John at the beginning of their ministry, when a group of people rejected Jesus and they turned to Jesus, and said, should we call fire down from heaven and consume them? Jesus turned around and says, you do not know what manner of spirit you are. See, that's why we need to measure everything with the love of God. But there will come a time where we're going to have to make a choice between who, do we, who to whom do we love more. Do we love God or do we love the false prophets? If we love God, we're going to turn away from evil. We're going to cleave to that which is good. We're going to abhor that which is evil. And Paul told in the church, he said this. He said, Mark them which cause divisions among you and have nothing to do with them. Don't hate them. I mean, we are not to allow hate to take control of us. Amen. We are to walk in love. But love without truth is blind. And there's a lot of love without truth going on today. It's blind. And, of course, blind leaders leading the blind... What's going to happen? Well, both of them are going to fall into the ditch. So once again, verse one, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There are many false prophets in the church today, and you've got to detect them. You've got to know what spirit they are of. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter seven. Many who say they know God actually do not. Amen. Lord, Lord, many will come unto me that day and say, Lord, Lord, but they don't do what I say. So the fruit of the teacher, or the fruit of the minister, or the fruit of an individual person, will reveal what kind of spirit they are of. And Jesus said this He says, You will know them by their fruits. And then he said this very curious statement Do men gather grapes of thorns? or figs of thistles, just follow their track record. There's one minister that that blew into uh, this area. He blew up and then he blew out. Well, when when I say he blew up and blew out, I'm talking about the churches where he ministered. And he seduced and deluded the leaders to follow him. Well, those churches wound up shipwrecked. Church divisions, uh, pastors had to leave, Got to examine the fruit, got to try the spirit to know whether they are of God or not. And then verse two, um, John writes, hereby know you, the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So John gives the criteria for judging who is a true follower of Jesus. Is the so-called follower of Jesus, does he believe in the doctrine of Christ taught in the Word of God, taught by the apostles? Like I asked one man that, ple- that, that de- deceived us into thinking that he was a follower of Christ. I asked him I, outright. I said, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? He said no. And that's all I needed to hear. He was a false brother. He was a false prophet. And so what I did is I disfellowshipped myself from him. Now, I didn't hate him. I didn't try to ruin him or his ministry. I didn't talk ugly about him, but I I did address that situation. He was a false prophet. And I looked him straight in the face. I says, I cannot have fellowship with you anymore. So you can't have fellowship with devils. Paul tells us that in writing to the Corinthians. You can't have communion. What communion has light with darkness? What fellowship does Christ have with Belial Belial is a is a worthless person a person who is wholly given himself over to the works of darkness so once again John says this hereby know you the Spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God in other words what John is saying to us today is that a true believer is going to believe And the doctrine of Christ that's taught in the word of God that's taught by the apostolic doctrine. Amen. He's going to believe that Jesus is the second person of the Godhead. He is the son of God that he came to this earth. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died a vicarious death. He was laid in a tomb. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He ascended on high. He sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And now he's at the right hand of the throne of God, and he's ever living to intercede for us. And he will come again one day, praise God. And we're looking for him to come at any moment. So notice that John says here, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Now, this is. In this in the date and the time this epistle was written, that statement was directed towards the Gnostics who uh, did not teach that Jesus came in the flesh, that he was a spirit. And of course, John begins this epistle off by saying that uh, that what we're what I'm writing to you is based upon my experiential knowledge. I saw Christ. I walked with Christ. I studied him. I heard him. My hands handled him. I laid my head upon his breast. I know that he came in the flesh. I was there at the cross. I saw him crucified. And once again, I ran to that empty tomb. I looked inside. He wasn't there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So the true doctrine of Christ is that which is taught. In the Apostles and in the Nicene Creeds. That's what's taught in the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. As it's translated from the original letters. Praise God. So, once again, let's go ahead and say, let's look at this. Uh, verse 2 again, hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So, Confession here means saying the same thing that God says or saying the same thing that the Word of God says. Amen. There's not going to be, you know, there, there's not going to be a, uh, uh, a derivation from what the Scripture says. Thus saith the Lord, not something that is outside of the Word of God. And then verse three John writes, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. Going back to what Paul said, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, teaching that in opposition to what the truth is in the word of God. See, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Amen. The spirit of Antichrist, anti spirit, Antichristos, against Christ, in opposition to Christ. An Antichrist spirit is a spirit that's in opposition to the Word of God, and we see that today in the radical sexual theology that's invading our churches and destroying churches and destroying believers. Amen. When somebody gets up and preaches the truth. And mentions, doesn't make this the hallmark of his message, but mentions the sin of homosexuality. And people in that church stand up and walk out. They are yielding to a seducing spirit. They are they have yielded to a doctrine of a devil. See, we've got to know the truth. You and I have, have to know the truth. And so and that's, that's not uh, true concerning uh, homosexuality, any type of. Um, sexual immorality cannot be accepted in the church has to be dealt with. I mean, that's a, that's a doctrine of the devil thinking that we can live a life of sin and then go ahead and, and, and be in the church and be welcomed in the church and have fellowship with God. No, John has already addressed that. He says, he that says he walks in the light and hates his brother is in darkness. So there's, there's no middle ground. Either we are in the light, walking in the light, or we're walking in darkness, one or the other. And of course, we have to understand what Paul wrote to Timothy when he said, All scripture is inspired of God and is profitable. Profitable. Amen. Profitable. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Now, John says this again in verse three. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. So um, false Christs, false prophets, they preach against Christ. They preach against Christ. Amen. And of course, you know, John said this, whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. So it didn't take long a for a spirit of antichrist to begin to creep into the church we see that in uh, creep into the church we see that with uh, paul's letter to the galatians and we've seen that as we've gone through the book of hebrews uh both of peter's letters and now this first epistle of john uh, it's an issue that the apostles uh, had to address to keep the church in the straight and narrow way amen now notice some scriptures here notice But Paul, in writing to the Corinthian church, says, Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God. Let me say that again, that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man, once again, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. There are many people who claiming to be saved. Behind the pulpit claiming that Jesus is Lord, but they're not following him. How are you going to know the difference? Well, you've got to try the spirit and you've got to examine the fruit. Any preacher that gets up and he begins spouting off liberal theology, denying the virgin birth of Christ and such, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's speaking from he's not speaking about the spirit of God. He's speaking from another spirit. And he needs to be confronted with the truth. And depending upon how he reacts when he's confronted with the truth, well, then we'll know what spirit he's really of. There's a lot of people that are taught things that really aren't true and they don't know any better, but uh, they want to know the Lord. And if they're confronted with truth and they and they see that they're wrong, they'll change. That's a humble spirit. But you won't find that much today. You won't find that kind of spirit much today. All right. Notice. Something that Luke records in Luke, chapter 24. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, peace be unto you. This is after his resurrection. But they were terrified. They were terrified and supposed that they had seen a spirit. But he said to them, why are you troubled and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet. Jesus is standing in their midst, not as a phantom, but as a real being. Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. Amen. Praise God. See, Jesus is a real person. He's not a phantom. And then, of course, John in John chapter two, first John chapter two says this. But you have received the Holy Spirit. This is out of the Living Bible. But you have received the Holy Spirit. The King James says, but you have an anointing. Notice Kenneth Taylor says, but he translates, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you in your hearts. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is right. So you have the knower on the inside of you. Amen. Praise God. You got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And see, the Holy Spirit should witness to us when we're in the presence of a false prophet that we know that what he's speaking is not true or something about him is wrong. For he teaches you all things. Talking about the Holy Spirit. For he teaches you all things and he is the truth. And is not a liar. And so, just as he has said, you must live in Christ, never to depart from him. Praise God. And that's our heart, isn't it? And then, verse 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, this is a very important verse, and this is probably maybe as far as we're going to get in this session. Notice, What John says, he says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. John is saying this. Now, I know that you are of God because based upon your witness, your experience, based upon the light that is in you, based upon the life that is in you, based upon the love that is in you, you are of God, little children. Now, Generally, Paul, I mean, John is writing to the entire church, but specifically he's writing to the new converts. Those that all they do, they know the Lord. They've been saved. They know God, but they don't know anything else. You know, they're not experienced in spiritual warfare. They're not what you would classify as warriors for Christ. They're in boot camp. They're in training. Praise God. But notice that uh, that John says this. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. That is very interesting because that word comes from the Greek noun, Nikeo, and it means victorious. Amen. Hallelujah. Victorious to be a victor to overcome. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, actually, it's not a noun, it's a verb. It means to overcome or to be victorious or to prevail. You have overcome them, talking about the false prophets. Well, these little children, they knew enough, amen, talking about the whole church, they knew enough to try the Spirit. They knew enough that what they were being taught by these false teachers or what the false teachers were teaching was not of God. Amen. And so they overcame that. They overcame the seducing spirit. They overcame the doctrines of devils. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the little children had overcome the false teachers and the prophets. They were, And they did that because they were standing firmly upon the truth of the gospel as it was taught to them by the apostles and by the genuine leaders of the church. But now John says this because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So how do you overcome the devil? Well, the greater one's got to be in you. got to be in me. If he is in us, he grants us victory. See it all is all based upon our victory is based upon the victory of Christ. When we overcome, our overcoming is based upon the fact that he has overcome. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. That's Nikkeo. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Verse five. They are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world. And the world hears them. See, the whole world is running after this delusion. Why? Because they're not born again. They're not saved. They're of the world. That's why it's so important for us to get out and preach the truth. Stand up for the word of God. Support those that are the leaders and churches that are preaching the gospel. Amen. And if you're under a teacher or leader that's not doing that, I suggest that you get out from under him and get somebody that's preaching the truth. Don't be a part of that deception. Verse six says, we are of God. He that knoweth God hears us and he that is not of God hears not. Of. We are of God. John is speaking of himself and those within the church. We are of God. Well, how do we know that? Well, we know that because uh, John is, is uh, in the light. He's in the life and he's in the love of God. He has experience. We know from his letter where he has been and where he's going Praise God. So we want to follow him. We follow him as we follow God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that what Paul said? Follow me as I follow God. Praise the Lord. We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Seducing spirits, doctrines of devils are the spirit of error. Anybody that teaches against the Word of God or tries to uh, compromise the Word of God or tries to rewrite the Word of God, they're of a wrong spirit. They're of the spirit of error. And notice what Paul, writing to the Roman church, says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone doesn't have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Notice that. Now, if anyone doesn't have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So it's up to you and I to try the spirits. We hold to the truth. Anyone that we do that does not that we hear speak or preach or whatever, pastor, whatever. If they're not holding to the truth, we don't receive them. We don't receive what they say. And remember what Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of strangers they'll run away from. They will not listen to them. You are of God, little children, and have overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The question is, is the spirit of Christ, is God himself in you? If he's not, then you're wide open for delusion. You are wide open for deception and God will deceive you. He's already deceiving you. He's blinding you, and now he's deceiving you. So the remedy for that is to bow your knee, repent, ask Christ to come into your heart and life. He will. Amen. And then you'll go, you'll you'll be translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You will be part of the light. You'll be part of the life. And you'll be part of the love of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, bless you today. Thank you for your word. Direct our hearts into your love and into the patient waiting for Christ and Lord, will give you the praise, honor, and glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ.